If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 52. This is IGN's best and only Xbox 360-centric podcast. I am your host, Stephen Hopper, the head of IGN's Xbox channel. Joining me today are locksmiths Mitch Dyer. Happy anniversary! Yay! And rejoining us again is Scott Lowe, executive editor I'm of IGN Tech. back. You can't keep me out. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I really thought my last podcast was actually going to be, in fact, my last podcast uh, for, for the Xbox channel. So I'm glad, I'm glad you welcomed me back. Of course. But then again, with Pete gone, who else are you going to pick? I know, right? Yeah. Pickens is slim. This, this podcast is assassinating <laughs> IGN editors. It really is. Uh, it's the way to do it. All right, cool, guys. Well, uh, what's cracking, Mitch? You've been, you've been missing. Dude, I was and gone for a million you. years. You were? Yeah. Cool. I saw video games last week. Excellent. Cool stuff you can tell us about? Yeah, I saw Aliens Colonial Marines. Great. That embargoes today. You guys, do you guys give a shit about aliens? Are you guys like alien nerds? I'm a huge alien nerd. Are you Marines. talking about aliens in general? No, or? no, no. Because no. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of extraterrestrials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, no. Specifically, Ridley Scott's extraterrestrials. I love uh, the little gray bastards. I've got a pretty raging nerd boner for Prometheus. Mm. But uh, from what I understand, there's no actual tie to that movie. Oh, bullshit. Have you uh, seen that trailer? Okay. It's so the if, space jockey. If, yeah, it, it's, the, it's the derelict ship. The space yeah. jockey is there. Like that. But are is, the stories like even like like clearly overlapping, or is it just oh, sort of yeah. like they run parallel? That they're like it's it's not officially a prequel to Aliens. It's well, a fucking prequel to Aliens. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Well, I was excited. It's then. the yeah. exact same ship. It's the exact same character. Like it. The, yeah, dude. Into uh, it, but it's not like an officially sanctioned uh, like kind of. I don't know. It's Ridley Scott. He can do whatever he wants. That's true. That's true. Anyway, long story short, Hannibal. yes, I care about aliens. Okay. Well, this is the canonical sequel to Aliens. Sweet. This Colonial Marines. Amazing. <clears throat> uh, they didn't show us a whole lot of the campaign, but mm -hmm. they did give us like a really, really clear idea of what they're going for. Uh, they showed us like a really quick demo of some mission where you like you're boarding the Sulaco from aliens from this other ship, and mm -hmm. you see like a bunch of familiar sets. Like you see Bishop's bottom half sitting by that airlock. Oh yeah, and just kind of hanging out there, and oh man, <laughs> sir, we found a, a half a synthetic, and there's like there's all sorts of nods like that. Wow. Um, and I I talked to Gearbox like a bunch of like the writer Randy Pitchford, 
who's like president, I think. I, I should know that. Mm-hmm. I wrote that like five times today in different <laughs> stories about Gearbox. Uh, yeah, so they, they, they clearly, clearly get that that franchise great and that's the most reassuring thing to me <clears throat> well like, uh, and, and the graphics seem pretty it's got the graphics it's got many graphics <laughs> they're they're talking a lot about this like deferred renderer which is so above my head like i just scott you know tech what does deferred rendering mean uh well as you explained it to me <laughs> uh, i just wrote this shit i didn't actually yeah. understand it <laughs> yeah so I'm, I'm i'm not actually super familiar with deferred rendering in the context of games but uh my understanding as you explained it maybe you've forgotten since you told me like less Please than refresh 12 me. hours ago uh it's <laughs> it's it's offboarding the the actual like the lighting processing yeah. as opposed to pre-lighting everything right. um and and thus making you know the lighting more variable and, and like interactive with uh in terms of what you do in the space yeah which randy pitchford says is like their thing but that's mm-hmm. like the next generation is going to be all deferred rendering and uh, yeah but like devs on twitter were like dude that's old shit like we had that in our <laughs> game like <laughs> yeah the, the, the i think he's the director Raphael von Lerup, who was like the director or whatever on Space Marine, is like, no, mm-hmm. we we had that, <laughs> we did that for Space yeah. Marine. It was in there, and, and it, it might be it might be one of those uh, just marketing terms that they're going to start throwing around, like blast processing, right? Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, and it, it, deferred shading is like the general term. Like yeah. I, I was doing like a little bit of research, found a couple papers on it, and it's all very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting direction for them to go like to focus on visuals for the next gen because i really don't think that's what's going to matter yeah. when new consoles come out which now we're totally off the rails and not talking mm-hmm. about aliens anymore <laughs> well, um, tell us what, what do you think is going to be the important factor dude i honestly don't give a shit because i don't want to go forward i want to keep my xbox 360 for as long as possible interesting um well yeah no <laughs> I, I totally yeah that's true yeah. but i mean it's yeah, it's something like I don't even consider what I want out of the next console. Like even though we're talking about it a lot, right, mm-hmm. especially around the office, like it's just I'm not interested. If if something comes, sure, but I'm not like I need this and I don't want this anymore and I need to have this feature and that feature. Right. Whatever, dude. I just don't think graphics are going to be as impressive of a leap between 360 and whatever the fuck it's called Durango. Well, no, I mean they're they're definitely closing that gap. I mean, yeah. Since the since the jump to HD, at least, it's hard to really imagine how much better, more photorealistic right. this shit can get. I mean, we all saw the uh, uh, what the the PS3 demo that um, Quantic Dream, the rubber duck thing. Out. No, the, uh, <laughs> oh. the the Kara. Kara. Is that Kara. what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kara. yeah. I mean, we all saw that, and that was running yeah. on like actual existing hardware yeah. that's you can, that anyone can buy now. It's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. like okay, that's very, very, very convincing. Yeah, like I'm, I'm into that. Cool. We don't need anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. the the thing is, is like if you think about it, like where <laughs> we are in the market, um, or you know, in the in the industry, the the priorities have definitely shifted from like when the Xbox 360 was introduced. Like yeah. you know, at the time, there were a lot of like PC exclusive, like graphically rich titles that that you know were being you know were surpassing consoles, and mm-hmm. and like they were being developed specifically for PC and it was like a compelling um, case for more like for, for higher graphic uh, fidelity. Right. But now it's the opposite. Like, you know, most games are being developed with console in mind and then just sort mm-hmm. of like kind of upscaled or kind of like, um, you know, haphazardly applied to PC, um, you know, at, you know, with higher resolution and like better textures and, you know, mm-hmm. destructible environments, that sort of thing. Like it, it, it definitely, but they're the gap between them, like you said, is like very, very narrow at this point. So 
you know, there's no real extreme need for a super powerful console. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because there's no practical application for it. You know, they're mm-hmm. like the games are kind of they've kind of hit a, a cap of, of what they can accomplish right. um, or are willing to at the very least. So really, I think it's just going to be more of like bringing more PC style experiences to consoles um, as they exist now, not so much pushing the entire concept forward. Right. I mean, I definitely see that we won't have a really big jump in graphical fidelity mm-hmm. when it comes to the next generation. I think what a lot of the uh, manufacturers are going to be focusing on uh, for this next cycle is going to be uh, distribution. And a lot of that might be covering their own ass, be it through uh, DRM practices mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. making it harder to play games You know that, that you may buy used or pick up secondhand or something. I mean, I think that's going to be a bigger focus than like the actual technical leaps um, this time around. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it also has a, a large part to do with like the the success of mobile. Like, mm-hmm. you know, people are playing more games than ever. Like, more people are considered gamers now because they play you know games on their smartphones yeah. and their tablets mm-hmm. um, than they do than they have ever before. So it's really proven to the market that you know the interest isn't in. A, crazy amazing like gameplay experiences it's really just about making it simple and accessible and and um you know interesting to people so so the 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 need to really push the limits is is kind of again kind of just gone to the wayside a little bit yeah and i mean as in music you know everyone can pretty much thank apple for imbuing that whole idea into people's heads (laughs) i mean you you go to a you go to a any place where you buy cds now you go to walmart and you can see how tiny the cd sections are now because people don't give a shit people don't buy cds anymore yeah and it's only a matter of time before that's the idea when it comes to games i mean we're already seeing that happen uh like you said a lot of a lot of people who consider that some them themselves gamers now um primarily playing like iphone or ipad yeah. and the way to get their games is by downloading them directly from the store yeah um you know there is no there's no used market for for apple or for well, apple you can buy like their hardware and shit used but or i mean for xbox live arcade exactly for that yeah. matter digital is is one time only and it's it's permanent um, exactly. Well, you even look at the you know the the game section of you know, Best Buy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you look at like these mass retailers, like a, the the amount of floor space that games get is surprisingly it's small huge. these days. Yeah. Well, like compared to like the way it was like a few years ago. Yeah, like, yeah. You still, mean, it's, it's still it's growing pretty, still. It's still it's still growing. But, like you know, it's still a big part of what they do. But like I used to see you know aisles and aisles of Xbox 360 games. Not simply not for the re- like the range of games that they had. It wasn't mm-hmm. you know that there was a hundred you know hundreds of titles. It was just that they had incredible amounts of stock for each. Yeah. But now it's like they have all of the available games, but they're like you know they have on the sh- on the floor at any given time like maybe mm-hmm. ten copies. So it's like they it's really you know scaling back, which is is kind of bizarre to me um, yeah. to see that the you know the, the the retail market at the very least is is being affected as much as it is. Which is yes. funny because you see it and it's like. Mm-hmm. The game section is still, like, kind of as big as movies. Maybe not if you include, like, TV on DVD yeah. sections. But, like, it's games are certainly bigger, at yeah. least in Best Buy, like, than mm-hmm. music. Mm-hmm. Music sections are shrinking. Games are growing. TVs just kind of, like, staying the same. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. But Best Buy in particular, you see them, like, diversifying in a way that makes no sense. Like, you know, some Best Buys now have, like, guitar shops in them. Like, they're, yeah. trying, to, like, they're, like, trying yeah. to compete with... Uh, um, uh, you know, like Guitar Center and stuff like that. It's just like you know, it's their their whole. That's a whole other can of worms. Right. Like those guys are like, they've got their own issues. Um, but yeah, no, no. The, as far as like the next console stuff, um, 
you know, I think a lot of what we've heard, it makes sense. Um, I'm not surprised at all that it's coming this soon. Um, mm-hmm. Because again, I feel like that gap is really kind of narrow. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not going to be the amazing leap that a lot yeah. of people are expecting it to be or have been trained to think that new consoles will be. And for the, right. for like the sake of clarity, we're not being total Luddites and saying, <laughs> eh, graphics won't get any better. It's like <laughs> they've, they've just hit a certain point where as they improve marginally, it's not going to be as noticeable. Yeah, you're you're just not going to be able to see it at some point. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, even within this generation, right? Like, if you look at something like Perfect Dark Zero on The Witcher 2 on 360, like, night and day, you would never mm-hmm. suspect that's part of the same generation. But yeah. it is, so it's clear that these consoles can, you know, they, they're capable, and I suspect we're not done seeing what they can do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, it's a perfect example. Like, you know, like, the, you know, Call of Duty 2 is one of the launch titles. Like, yeah. And you look at that game compared to Battlefield 3, same yep. system, you know, same exact hardware, just, exactly. you know, a few years apart. So really it is that kind of learning curve to, to like develop for the hardware that takes time. Um, but I, I, I think there'll be, you know, the, graphically, you know, as far as the hardware is concerned, like it's definitely going to be a hefty jump. And, and, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of like leaving kind of out there is that, you know, again, developers really haven't had, a hard, haven't had an opportunity to develop for a console that's more powerful than the current gen mm-hmm. um, because there's that shift, that focus on console. So if given this opportunity, then maybe we'll see like crazy stuff like the Unreal, Unreal 3 demo, like games like that really come mm-hmm. into to, to the forefront. So I think, it, I think it'll be an exciting kind of uh, new console gen. It's just not going to be like the leap like we were, t- like we were saying. Yeah, right. I mostly just don't want to pay money for a console. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, damn. Yeah, yeah dude. Well, speaking of uh, the next-gen consoles, there's a big rumor that came out uh, this week that's been getting a lot of traction um, about the next Xbox possibly requiring a constant internet connection. Mm-hmm. Got reaction, bullshit or true? Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Bullshit. I'm going to say bullshit because yeah. that would splinter their market in a totally. way that oh, yeah. Microsoft does not want to do. Yeah, I mean, it's basically saying we don't want customers who don't have internet or don't have constant internet. Which is a lot of people. Anytime I ever publish a next-gen article, something about, like, digital-only libraries comes up, Mm -hmm. and, like, the vast majority of emails, comments, and whatever are like, dude, like, I live in Wisconsin, and we don't even have high speed here, like, where I live. It's just not feasible. A digital library is not possible for me. Yeah. And, like, that's not an uncommon thing. Yeah, I I think there might be, you know, there's always that kind of kernel of truth that you know these rumors kind of yeah. emerge from. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming it like it has to pertain to some sort of feature that has to be that's locked down or that they're discussing as being like a lockdown feature unless <laughs> like you... digital rights on Xbox 360. <laughs> right. You need to have the internet to be able to play anything other than a trial if you have like messed with the rights. I ex- mm-hmm. I had this this week with the Diabolical Pitch review. I right. couldn't play that game beyond the trial if I had no internet connection because I had it on like three different 360s. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like what the, the kind of one of the pervasive rumors is that um, they're going to, you know, block use games by mm-hmm. having some sort of authorization process, like a digital code or right. something like that that comes with the game. So that I could see as being the genesis of that comment or of that rumor where it's like, okay, so if you have a used game, you have to verify that it, you know, you have this code or if you buy a game new, you have to like sync this code with your account. Then mm-hmm. of course you're going to need an internet connection to do that. Um, so I can easily see it just being that, you know, right. people misinterpreting yeah. that as like, Oh, well you need it all the time. Well, no, you don't need it all the time. You just need it once to you know first start playing a game, which is bullshit in and of itself. Yeah, that's but, still <laughs> terrible. Um, <clears throat> but, but it's, it's a little less frustrating than you need internet constantly. Yeah. But, um, to play devil's advocate here with this, um, from like a business, from a completely business perspective, yeah. where Microsoft is sitting right now, 
Um, if they were to make the system to where it constantly re requires an internet connection and all of their games are dealt um, digitally through their own system, um, how would that weigh on Microsoft? Like, what would be their, like, what, what's the, the cost versus the, or, or the pro v con of, of doing something like that, where they have complete control over their sales, um, they, they determine how much money they get, not the uh, not a brick and mortar place, not Best Buy, not so we're Amazon. So cutting GameStop out of the equation entirely. Like retail discs don't exist. Yeah, if Microsoft were to pull that off and just completely cut out the middleman, mm -hmm. and and make this system that constantly requires an internet connection, and the only way to get your games would be through them, do you think that would be to their benefit, or do you think it would ultimately cost them in the end? Conceptually, yeah. Like, I think it would be great for them, but I think it would totally burn them just based on the audience. Like, they would totally divide their current audience who would not want to be right. part of that future. But if that would... So let's say that those people no longer buy Xbox products. Right. They sign off. They say, screw this. Yep. Fuck you guys. We're out. We're doing whatever else now. Okay. But there will be that, that percentage of Xbox users who go, okay, well... Me and you. I already have... <laughs> I already have an I already have a constant internet connection, so this isn't that big of a deal to me. Right, and I like buying games digitally, so I'm gonna keep going with it. Yeah. So to me, I think you know it's it's a really murky area because mm -hmm. you know on the one hand they cut out the middleman, they make you know higher margins for each game sold because yeah. they don't have to go through the production process, they don't have to pay the retailer for you know, or the retailer doesn't have to. Uh, you know, they they don't have that um, you know relationship where they have to like ship the product, they have to you know, advocate for its stock in, you know, in game stores. And, and like, it, it removes a lot of the hassle, a lot of the expense. But at yeah. the same time, you know, those are still very much valuable marketplaces that, you know, while shrinking, mm -hmm. you know, still are such a huge revenue driver for them that I don't think they would ever consciously do that. And there's also the, you know, the inherent problem of, like, just culturally, the consumer these days is looking for ease, not you know complication and mm -hmm. and and really kind of um, difficult hoops that they, you know they have to be jumped through in order to access and, and engage with the device and right. I feel like um, doing something like that where it's like purely uh, you have like ex you know one option and it's you know sure it's it's like potentially seamless and integrated but mm -hmm. if we're talking about next gen like I, I think I've said this before but like um, you know these games are going to be huge file yeah, size wise that's true. oh yeah like, you know so like. That's not an enjoyable experience. Like you can download a mm -hmm. game on a, on an iPad and it'll take you five minutes. Yeah, you can't download because it's like thirty megs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't download a, a you know a next gen title with you know 1080p graphics and. and L.A. Noir was on like what three discs? Yeah, yeah it was silly. It was massive. Yeah. And it's all so, those faces. Yeah, so yeah, it's man. it's absolutely ludicrous to think that that is somehow a preferable experience. And and I mean maybe they're. Um, you know, there, there are ways to speed it up on the server side, but mm -hmm. even still, that's not enough to make it that much of an instantaneous gratification thing. So I, th I think retail is, is far too valuable to, to, for them to abandon at this point. Yeah. I, I agree with you in a sense, but I also disagree. Um, there, and there are two examples of that. One of which, um, you know, we were talking about how, you know, it would splinter the fan base and a lot of people aren't quite ready to, to, you know, have their whole experience be downloadable without any kind of retail middleman. Well, once again, you know, look at Apple. I mean, apps are all over the place. Everyone's downloading apps. Everyone's using apps. But you can't go to a store and buy an app. You have to download it. 
Um, you know, you know, yeah, you can use your cell service if it's an iPhone game, but I mean, those data plans are ridiculously expensive um, if you continually download shit, mm-hmm. and you know, they're not very fast. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, the the, the yeah. counter problem there is that you know, again, it comes all back down to the you know the file size and the experience yeah. and um, the unification of the of the iTunes store. I mean, that's one. You know that they're in, you know thing that's backing it all is that one mm-hmm. unified storefront that's been commonly used for years. Yeah. I think you know part of the thing is that you know Apple has like progressively built it up over time, whereas like this would be like a complete like you know like one eighty degree you know turn. It would just be like completely foreign to people. Um, but I I don't know if it would though. I mean we've we've talked about Xbox Live Arcade and it's a hugely successful platform for Microsoft. Um, and even, you know, looking at PlayStation 3 with PSN, I mean, the kind of the idea is imbued into gamers that, yeah, you, if there are some experiences that if you want to play them, you gotta, you gotta download them. And, uh, talking about file size and and games getting massive, um, I don't necessarily consider that a huge deterrent to a game's success. I mean, you look at Steam, for example. I mean, Steam is hugely successful as a download-only platform. People are buying, you know... Games like Skyrim that are just absolutely but gigantic. It's also a niche platform. I mean, PC is is a you know a really small segment of the audience at this point. Like, and if you know the idea, you know, if you look at the Xbox 360, that is mm-hmm. a platform that is designed is is their entire strategy is about broadening the the demographic. Like, you know, that's why they made it such a like a entertainment hub at this mm-hmm. point, True. and and why usage is is you know back that up. So I feel like you know. Sure, like there there are success stories in the digital space as far as like you know purely digital platforms, but mm-hmm. um, you know the staple of of something that's like a little more mainstream focused, like a game console, is is the accessibility and, and kind of intuitive yeah. use of it. So I don't know. I, I think you know there's there's definitely strong arguments in both cases, and but you know I'd, I'd also love to see you know statistics about how much of the actual audience uses you know arcade um how many people use the game on demand service as right. compared to own phys- go out and going out and buying the phys- physical disc maybe that's a poll we can do i don't know like I, mm-hmm. i'm just curious to see um you know what the the real like hard facts are to see you know how like if adoption is really that strong on right on, on that stuff yeah and the problem with games on demand is that they've very rarely, like I say, very rarely, because probably never, because I don't, I can't think of a single example where a 360 game hit day and date yeah. on games on demand mm-hmm. and retail. It's always like, oh, remember this game that came out five years ago that yeah. nobody gave a shit about? It's here yeah. now. Yeah, you can get Just Cause One <laughs> for forty dollars. <laughs> it's like no, like you can't release yeah. that in that marketplace when it's available elsewhere for cheaper and more like just more easily accessible yeah. you don't have to worry right. about waiting for it, all that shit well and and they really need to overhaul the digital purchases like history function of the <laughs> xbox yeah. like you know sure you can go in and, and find something that you you bought at one point but like it's not easy yeah i and, don't you know, know where it is yeah icloud you know for the for the ios platform and android you know with the the google play stuff they're doing like you can go in and just see chronologically you know where everything you've been you can search for stuff like it's it's very mm-hmm. simple to find things that you own even if it wasn't bought on that device, which is, is you, you you can do that on Xbox though. I mean, if you go to like account management, and download history, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just not, it's not simple, is all I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's not something that you know the common consumer would immediately recognize that could do. Like, it's right. something we sure. as experienced Xbox users like have have come to know and, and adjust to. But I feel mm-hmm. like you know, if I asked like my sister to 
tell me where her you know account purchases were on yeah. her xbox she'd be like uh <laughs> what <laughs> so uh yeah i mean it, it's it all comes down to those little things yeah yeah totally. not to, I mean, which isn't to say that it, it isn't possible i feel like mm-hmm. you know anything's possible i mean with the, with the windows uh you know kind of the metro ui they're working with like you know they clearly get that usability and, and intuition intuitive like control is is mm-hmm. the way they're going to really make the platform a, a big seller so um you know anything's possible yeah. And I totally agree with you on that. Like one of the things that I think Apple is doing awesomely in that regard when it comes to download history is it tells you which it, it, there's an option to filter out not just which, you know, games or apps or songs you've even downloaded, but also which ones currently aren't on your device. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it maps that kind of shit out for you, which is yeah. awesome. It's like, oh, well, I bought this app and I deleted it and, you know, I can't remember. And then, oh, shit, there it is. It's in this list because it's not on my device anymore. I can just re-download it. Yeah. Well, and part of that's the fundamental problem with, like, text entry on the 360. Like, you know, yeah. unless you have a keypad, it's the worst. No, it's, like, yeah. 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 And maybe that's something they can fix with Connect, like voice command, like, you know, or voice search. It's like, you know, yeah. search for this game I purchased, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and be able to just dictate it to the, the console. But, I mean, that kind of stuff would be awesome. Yeah, you can do, like, voice search with, with Bing and stuff, but yeah. I agree Bing. with you. It's not like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, it's not nearly as intuitive yet as it could be. I mean, if there, if there's some like Siri-esque functionality, not yeah. to keep talking about Apple, I feel like I'm turning this into an Apple podcast. <laughs> but it's got effects on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> it's low. I'm just staring into his into his baby brown eyes. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, like, I, I guess, yeah, kind of echoing that sentiment. Like, I, I think you know, there's anything is possible at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like they, they're, you know, I could be totally wrong, but. Um, and 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 I think there could be a lot of things that could really pave the way for a, a lot of these ideas that would be pretty exciting. Yeah, totally. And all, none man. of that can exist with the current Xbox interface. Yeah, no, no, not no. at all. Yeah, I mean, and for the record, I would be pretty pissed off if they went to a fully downloadable, internet constantly required system. <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. piss me off to no end. But yeah, absolutely, I'm just hoping they don't. Options, man, got to give them to the consumers. To totally, totally. Yep. All right, let's talk about something that came out this week and uh, is pretty controversial, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Maybe everyone knew it was going to suck, but yeah, sorry to say. Yeah. Um, connect Star Wars. That, Womp. Are you saying it sucks? That's weird. I don't know. Um, I'm very surprised. I'm just saying it's not very good. Our very own uh, Anthony Gallegos reviewed it, um, gave it a 5.5. Indeed. And which, you know... He is probably the biggest Star Wars fan I've ever met in my yep. life. And I've met a lot of Star Wars fans. And um, he talked about the game. And, you know, there were obviously huge, huge major issues that he didn't like about it. Um, but he did say, and, and I thought this was interesting, that he didn't hate it as much as he thought he would. Yeah. I mean, it sounded like there were some parts of the game that were actually kind of fun. Like yeah, he said, he that, liked the that, pod racing a lot. Yeah, he liked the pod racing, and uh, you know, dancing. You know, screw that. It's <laughs> it's it's shit and so bad. We, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that you know that that it wasn't a complete loss for him. I mean, granted, a five point five is not a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, Anthony is like me. Like we're just hopeless Star Wars fans. Like yeah. whatever comes out, we'll we'll give it a shot. It's even if it's garbage. It was like cool. I got to do something in Star Wars. Yeah. But, man, that game, like, I just, I don't know. I want it to be so cool. I want it to be so much more than it is, yeah. which Anthony brings up. Like, it's it, it has all this potential, of yeah. course, that it just obviously does not live up to. Yeah, I mean, for me, the 
You, I knew from the very beginning that it looked ridiculous. I mean, like, of course, you know, you, it's got this, like, cartoonish kind of awkward, like, lightsaber dueling yeah. and, then, like, the Rancor, like, like <laughs> The Rancor smash. looks so fun. It looks legit fun. <laughs> yeah. It looks well, exhausting. I mean, a lot yeah. of these things... <laughs> to look, move around so much. They look absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, a, a spit in the face... Like, a, a spit in the face to, like, Star Wars fans from, like, any kind of, like, hardcore canon perspective. <laughs> but at the very least, like... You're absolutely right, Mitch. It's like it's just just that experience, as ridiculous as it is, just by having that franchise associated with it. That's that would have been fine for me. Mm. But the biggest problem is like the the tracking issues that um, you know Anthony called out pretty heavily in the in the review. It's like you know you like it would be a perfectly okay, albeit ridiculous game if it actually worked. If it functioned, right. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people would be, you know, they would totally, I mean, because who's really surprised by the blatant, you know, rip-off merchandising <laughs> attempts by Lucas at this point? I mean, Super like, Bombad <laughs> Racing was amazing, guys. Yeah, I mean, let's, let's not, let's not <laughs> pretend like this is some, like, holy franchise that can't be tarnished by Connect, but, yeah. like, you know, it's it's really, uh, you know, it's it's really just comes down to the, the functional problems that I think that, uh, like, is most disappointing to me. It's present yeah. in every connect game i've ever played and i haven't played gunstringer but people whenever i bring up connect stuff that i have an issue with everyone always says oh you gotta play gunstringer which is true i do but <laughs> like yeah. every connect game i play i have some kind of problem where just the, yeah the detection mm-hmm. is not there yeah and well, right. developers don't accommodate for that in any way they're just like nah fuck it we're just gonna keep doing what we're doing what we wanted to do even though it doesn't work at all yeah well i mean it, it, it's really kind of reflective in the in the demographics of the games they're releasing i mean like mm-hmm. this is a game totally geared towards children um clone casual players right now yeah. like that yeah. that 10 to 15 audience who are like yeah. nuts for clone wars yeah. yeah and i mean connect as a whole i mean you look at like it's 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 about getting people involved who don't so basically it's my way of convincing my girlfriend to play Xbox because she won't mm-hmm. play anything else. Like, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's that kind of thing where it's like gamers who want to involve their friends and family and, yeah. and spouses or whoever, um, that don't otherwise wouldn't. So I, when I look at connect games, it's, it's, it's all pretty evident there and it's like, okay, well that's just the nature of the device. Yeah. So, I mean, would you consider it then, and I'm going to go off kind of on a tangent here, but, would you consider it like a chicken or egg style argument where what like the fuck are you talking about? I'm okay. already confused. <laughs> Hear me out. Chickens. Yep. All right. These developers, they're making these connect games, but what they may basically focus on are these broad range of motions for the device. Like, you know, you're not you're not getting really precise right. and and finite with your movements when you're using the force. You're not like sticking your fingers out and expecting lightning bolts to be shooting from them. You're just kind of waving around and slashing your arm around like you like you're holding a lightsaber or a lightsaber is duct taped to the palm of your hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you you've got all this broad range of motion going on. It's not really focusing on the finite things, and it makes it look like it's a technically imprecise experience because that's how you're playing it. Um. But when you look at the audience that these developers are, are working for, we're thinking of like children, non-gamers, people yeah. who people aren't... People who wouldn't notice. People who don't <laughs> yeah. recognize People it. who yeah. wouldn't notice because yeah. that's what they're doing when they play these games. Yeah. I mean, they're not gamers. They're not being very precise with their, their movements. They're not trying to pull off headshots. They're trying to like freak out in the living room. I feel like it's a, it's a bit of column A and column B. Yeah. Um, you know, th- there is that element of like, this is the demographic we're designing for. So mm-hmm. we don't really have to focus on being technically precise, but there's also a limitation of the hardware. Um, you know, one of the most frustrating things I found about connect, um, was that, you know, 
midway through development, like, you know, before release, mm -hmm. um, in that year after announcement, they dropped the internal processor, which basically killed the precision element. Yeah. It reduced the cost, which, you know, turned out to be a good business move for Microsoft. But mm -hmm. from an experience perspective, it's what really limits the platform from really giving like true one-to-one -one detection or like closer yeah. to one-to-one -one right. Yeah, that's detection. why it has like the, the little half-second delay. In mm -hmm. Input lag, you've got, you know, problems actually kind of detecting points. Like, you know, like yeah. the, the problem is like, the, the initial tech that was built on, mm -hmm. we saw at GDC, I think like three, four years ago, it was like made by an independent company, I think from, uh, I want to say Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, um, and so we saw it and we were like, this is amazing. Like it counts the fingertips on your, you know, it could count your fingertips. It could show like minority report style, like, you know, as you pull shit around mm -hmm. and like, it looks amazing. And, you know, Microsoft went and bought that company and they, you know, turned it into something they can make a, a much higher profit from. You right. know, within the context of the Xbox, <coughs> with the Xbox 360, I was going to call it Xbox. The Xbox. <laughs> the Xbox. The Xbox 360. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, that was a really sad story. Yeah. About just the torpedoing of that company. Yeah. Well, I mean, it happens all the time in the tech universe, but like yeah. usually, you know, when someone like Google does it, they like take that technology and they make it into something, you know, they, they harness the power of it as opposed to dismantling it for evil. <laughs> uh, well, that's not entirely true. Google does that shit all the time too. But I mean, you know, in the case of something like where it's like really consumer focused, like from an entry level perspective, like, mm -hmm. you know, Microsoft took it and, and, and really kind of gutted it. So like, I feel like connect Two or, you know, Xbox 720 with integrated yeah. connect or whatever will have that element of precision. I feel like we'll get an another, a whole new experience in terms of, um, games that are being, you know, kind of mm -hmm. optimized for controllerless control. Star Wars connect Two. Yeah. Yes. Star Wars Connect 2 is going to be awesome. Connect Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Oh, God. Battlefront 3. Maybe Attack of Clones. <laughs> Connect. Make it stop. Uh, that's like, have you, did you guys catch up on that? Like, yeah. I know it was kind of late breaking, but there was like more Battlefront 3 footage. Yeah. What? I, I saw some. I got to go. Did you, did you not see <laughs> it? No. Oh, oh yeah. That's right. You were doing a the demo. The last thing I heard was it was on the Raccoon City disc. There were like yeah, images so there was of that, and, shit. and then there's some dude oh, on YouTube, without sourcing, uploaded footage of... Uh, like pre-alpha footage from like 2009 um, huh. of Battlefront 3. Is that newer than the Free Radical demo we saw? <sighs> I don't remember. God damn, dude. That hit, the history of that game is going to be... Someone needs to write a it's book a about it. It's a pretty lengthy gameplay session. Like, you know, it's, it looks like it's really rough. Like, no. you know, the, the frame rate yeah. per performance was totally off. Like, it's, I think it was running on a 360 or something. Hmm. Uh, I, but I only got to see it only a few minutes before came, coming in here. But, uh, yeah, like, they show, you know, hopping into a uh, ship and flying up into space and engaging in, like, a space battle and then coming back down and fighting yeah. with people. Which on is the, what they wanted to do with Battlefront 2. But yeah. PlayStation 2 just couldn't handle that shit. Yeah. But is this the one that's being developed by, by spark spark yeah so no this is spark the one that was free radical like oh, okay. um so it may not look anything like that now but it was it, it's it, just I more fodder can guarantee you it doesn't yeah like <laughs> legendary the box was such a piece of shit i don't really have faith in man compared to turning <laughs> point that game was a goddamn gem <laughs> well i mean the, there was also that like uh, a, like the the free radical guys were like yeah we're taking the code with us like or you know it died with us is, yeah. is i think one of the, the kind of most resounding statements from that that whole Oy. debacle so yeah, I'm so, I was so excited for that game um, from everything I'd heard. But yeah, this footage is not really compelling. But the the poster, you know, prefaces uh, prefaces. Eh. He 
prefaces it, prefaces it <laughs> by saying uh, that it's a very early build, and he actually right. saw further footage that was much better along, much further along. But this hmm. is like you know just more fodder for people to be mad that that game died. He yeah. said further along, but not necessarily better. <laughs> so I, yeah, yeah. This is more of a game. Yeah, this is closer to what will be on store shelves. Yeah, like the yeah. textures were bad. Like the like it was just like ragdoll physics were awful. It's just yeah. I Weak. really don't understand why. LucasArts would hunt down Spark for that game. Like, hey, cool. You're a totally unproven developer who's made two really awful shooters. You want to make the most successful Star Wars shooter ever made? Like, it's our most profitable, profitable, like, well, clearly they strive for excellence with Star Wars Connect. That's what they do. Oh, man. <laughs> I think LucasArts doesn't give a shit, really. Maybe LucasArts is trying to pull off some, like, producer's move where they just destroy. Star Wars as we know it to get like <laughs> some sort of insurance check or yeah, something. I need to see that too. I feel yeah, like yeah. they just need to. I think they just want to get out of the hole because this game's been in development for ages and yeah. they've lost a ton of money on it. And they like just want nine thousand different it developers. It started out as this weird little tech demo for Connect, and then everyone was like, "Oh yeah, that's a game, right? That's a game, right? That's happening, right? You guys <laughs> oh, are doing Star that." Oh, Star Wars Connect. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, about that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so sad that like that first demo they showed. With like that kid with the lightsaber, mm-hmm. and he's just chopping up droids. Like, oh, that's uh, literally the game that came out five years later. <laughs> there was like two sweet two weeks yeah. ago. There was just that raw like B-roll footage that had no music to it. That it was just amazing. Like, <laughs> I, like it's, you just watch that and it sums it up because it gives you the real world experience. So, like instead of watching you know like a fun music going along with it and people look mm-hmm. like they're having a blast, it's just like somebody in a room like you know it's, it's Microsoft produced B-roll. Um, yeah, for you know whatever what they were going to use it for, but it's much more indicative of the real life experience because it's people playing swipe, you know, swipe, by themselves. Wait, in a, swipe, swipe, yeah. push, wait. Yeah, well, they need to bring back Star Wars Kid for their marketing. <laughs> oh yeah, the lightsaber duel guy. <laughs> that dude is awesome. Yeah. That's All right, guys. Time. <laughs> uh, Let's move on to some emails. Email. Oh, why so sad? Email! There you go. Thank you. Yeah, There's you, that energy. You came into this podcast saying you were going to be so energetic. I know. Like, and then I got died, so much dude. energy. And <laughs> I'm like, Bleh. Yeah, yeah, and then I started drinking this nice tea. As, oh. Now I'm all relaxed. Sleepy time tea. <laughs> <Kinda> <laughs> yeah. Oolong tea. Mm. Blake says. <laughs> that, was, that was an amazing little coordinated coup you guys just did. Yeah. Good. Mm, Good job, was Scott. Was it? I didn't even notice. <laughs> Me either. That's great. <laughs> that was unconscious synchronicity. Or uteri or licked. Or uterus <laughs> leaked, linked. God, holy <laughs> shit, I can't talk to I've heard you say the word uterus like 40 times the past four days. It's, it's, right, it's, it's the word of the week. It's a good one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Derailed again. Derailed. Derailed. <laughs> All right. What? Nice. Blake says, as a hardcore Sega fanboy, it pains me to even ask, but with Sega having financial problems and Microsoft in need of some exclusive IPs, wouldn't it make sense for Microsoft to acquire Sega? <sighs> and with it... Ooh, you have some strong feelings, Mitch. I just... And with it, their large library of IPs that span several decades. I know this may be far-fetched considering that Sega still makes plenty of cash from sales on Nintendo platforms as well as iOS, but it would seem that some kind of exclusivity deal might still benefit both companies. Sega gets some marketing and promotional assistance while Microsoft gets some much-needed exclusive titles with built-in nostalgic appeal. A Space Channel 5 Kinect game, anyone? No. What do you think, Mitch? They made that game. It was called Connect Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, so, so when when all this Sega shit broke last week, last mm-hmm. week, yeah, last week. So if you if you missed that story, Sega had massive layoffs. Their American office is almost shut down, aside from a few jobs left to just kind of like hold the tent poles of that place, right? Just to keep it standing. 
They uh, Sega decided that they were not going to publish anything that wasn't called Aliens, Sonic, Football Manager, or... Total War. Total War. Yep. The four most profitable Sega franchises. Mm-hmm. Which leaves... Simplification. What? Simplification. Oh, I thought you said civilization, and I, my <laughs> mind was just like, no. What? Just melted uh-uh. Mitch. No. Simplifying their catalog, man. It's, yeah. That's yeah. smart business. So that's four franchises, which leaves, you know, that's a lot of properties that they were going to publish that are just not going to see release, presumably, at least from Sega. Mm-hmm. Um, like Anarchy Reigns, which is looking fantastic. It's not. The game looks terrible. I detect sarcasm. It's awful. <laughs> um, I just feel like that would not be a good buy for Microsoft. Like, yeah, Sonic would be a cool exclusive for them, um, but I don't think a Sonic or a Sega just wouldn't give up Sonic on 3DS because, goddamn, that makes so much money. Yeah. Um, and B, there's just like that. Those are interesting properties, but long term, can Microsoft make enough money on them off of those to justify buying Sega? The juice ain't worth the squeeze, bro. Word. That's true. Yeah, I think that would be a very, very poor investment for them. I assume Sega's going to try to rebuild its brand with new properties and mm-hmm. stuff, um, but they really can't afford to take risks at this point. And I, mean, they, I mean, the other option is they sell rights individually. Yeah, yeah like they sell off Aliens to 2K or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, an entire company buyout would be stupid for any, like, you know, parent company yeah. to, to try to invest in. But and yeah. it, it just wouldn't happen. Like, Microsoft is not going to look at Sega and be like, oh, they just got rid of all that stuff and they have uh, four viable properties and nothing else. We should buy them. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, if... If Microsoft were to sweep in and be the knight in shining armor and and which is what happens up, in the corporate low, world, sell high. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. they would they would have Sega and all of these properties, not just the the four that are known to be safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean they would because Sega, regardless of what they're doing with their development time or with their production studios, right. still retains these ideas. Yeah, they have all the rights I mean, to the they, old stuff. Yeah, they own them. So I mean, uh, Microsoft would be able to weigh that and say, okay, well maybe. You know, we probably won't get a lot of money out of out of column A, but yeah. right here in B, we see potential in this title, Anarchy Reigns, or then Microsoft Space can start producing Sega hardware again. Oh my God, a Microsoft <laughs> Sega Genesis. We're going down a very dark, heartbreaking path when yeah. we start talking <laughs> about resurrecting <laughs> Sega consoles. Yeah, I just don't think that the Sega exclusives are the the much needed exclusives you're looking for, Blake. On three hundred and sixty. But we'll see. I mean, no Space Channel Five. Indeed. Connect. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's pretty much Dance Central without aliens. Though. Super Monkey Ball on Connect exclusive. <laughs> oh man, that'd be crazy. So yeah, Jesse says if you could combine any two games ever, what would they be and why? Mine would be Dead Rising Two and Just Cause Two because the fun of both of them with the free wait, Just Cause Two because of the fun. Of both of them with the freedom of Just Cause 2. I think I know what he's trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Those games is fun, and Just Cause 2 is big. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a pretty much a, like a total summary of yeah, all my, those games. So he'd be like, <laughs> so your game then would be Dead Cause 2 and would take Don't, place in a... S- nope, stop. <laughs> <laughs> take place in an island with dead people? <sighs> Wait. That already know. happened. That happened last year. Dead Rising. Or Dead Dead Island. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I've said it before Thank and I'll say it again. Um I wanna see like Left for Dead meets World of Warcraft. I want a zombie MMO. Zombie MMO. Dude. Yeah. That'd be a good one. Yeah. I wanna roam, you know, areas and like meet, like meet survivors and fight off hordes of uh like you know, NPC um zombies and mm-hmm. collect resources and make fortresses and shit. I uh, would I would invest heavily in that. 
Hmm. Um, I'm just going to say black and white and any third-person action game so that we can get a new fucking act razor. Because <laughs> that's all I want in life is another you're, act razor. You're digging deep in that one. Dude, the game is the closest thing to my heart. Yeah. Yep, that's all I want. Black and white would be What about you, Shopper? Awesome. Um, man, I don't know. I thought about this one for a while. And mm. maybe like a Halo game mixed with like a Deus Ex style mechanic of going around talking to people and like basically like an, building an adventure game set in that world. Yeah. Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Like well, you could uh, troll the streets of New Mombasa and mm-hmm. like hide from people and mm. rob um, candy bars from garbage cans. Alternatively, I want a game boxes. that is like Far Cry 3, but is just Far Cry 2. <laughs> <laughs> so you want Far Cry 3 blended with Far Cry 2. Correct. Okay. With all the bad shit from Far Cry 3 gone. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Good call. Good call. Good calls all around. (laughs) Patrick says, do you guys think Microsoft will include some backwards compatibility and save some money in production costs by not including storage in the next Xbox? Instead, let us pop out our slim drives and pop pop it in the next iteration of the Xbox. Would also save servers from getting slammed from redownloading from the cloud as well, assuming XBLA games will be compatible. I think XBLA games will be the only backward compatible things we'll see on Durango. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, you know, I, I don't think you can really say include backwards compatibility and cut costs in the same sentence because, I mean, backwards compatibility, that costs money. You have to implement yeah. the, the hardware that will take advantage of these old games and uh considering you know the the huge variety and discrepancy in 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 the hardware between generations of systems i mean you remember the original xbox had like nvidia processors in it and shit and and what is what does the 360 have in it low uh so it's nvidia again i want to say or no am i wrong what am i thinking of no ps3 is yeah ps3 NVIDIA. had nvidia uh, yeah so sure. xbox it's is, an ati, is ATI chipset, card. Right? Uh-huh. yeah and then the new one is also amd um so there would be some element of connect, like compatibility there well they could talk right. to each other then in theory yeah they could but but will they it, it would still be <laughs> emotion yeah. engine yeah i mean they're they're using very similar um structure so it's like an ibm power pc cpu for the 720 Mm -hmm. um allegedly a six core um and then the the 360 was it a two or three core i can't remember anyways but it was a power pc and it was uh you know ati card so um very very similar infrastructure and now with the playstation 4 rumors um or you know the report today that we put up um you know it too will also be uh amd powered gpu so developers hmm. hooray so what you're telling me is that i'll be able to play xbox 360 games on playstation 4 yes yes <laughs> yeah that's okay. exactly what's gonna happen no problem i think backward compatibility is the thing of the past i, I don't think, think we'll ever see that again on consoles it's yeah i mean in previous generations it's just kind of been a stopgap to try to get early adopters on mm-hmm. board um you kind of see that um just per each um hardware revision mm-hmm. that they've been doing with consoles yeah. i mean how long did it take them to knock backwards compatibility out of the ps3 like I think two models, and then yeah. like not even two years, and then it was just gone. I've also said this before, and I'll say it again. I'd love to see statistics about how many people actually use the backwards compatibility, as far as like physical disc. Like you throw yeah. in like your PS2 disc and your PS3. Do you actually play it? I I, I do that on PS3. Never on Xbox. I have Xbox games, but it's like oh cool, none of these are backward compatible. So yeah, cool. You do that on your PS3? Oh yeah, I play PS2 games all the time. Really? Yeah, I still buy PS2 games. 
I wonder just if to you're like catch up on shit. I feel shit. like you're in the minority there. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody yeah. goes back and goes like, oh, man, I need to replay that PS1 JRPG. Yeah. See this right really now. awesome <laughs> high-res uh, Metal Gear Solid? I'm going to go back and play the sh- shittier one. Yep. But yep. in terms of like sales data and what actually works for backwards mm-hmm. compatibility and how many people are playing them, um, I think that Xbox Originals is a pretty good indicator of of that, and yeah. you know how it existed for four seconds. Yeah, I mean, and nobody it came out, and they're like, "Hey, you can play Halo, Max Payne, all this stuff yeah. on Xbox Originals," mm-hmm. and everyone said, "Cool," and went on to playing more 360 <laughs> games. Yeah. Like nobody really yep. gave a shit. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think backwards compatibility. It, it's expensive. It takes development time to actually try to implement that in your hardware. Um, and considering, and cost, yeah, yeah, so it's like cost per unit. I mean, this is just added stuff that you have to put inside of each bit of hardware that you're selling. Yeah, and uh, you know it adds up. And it doesn't service the bulk of your consumer, so yeah, bad business. And in terms of being able to pop out your hard drive, I mean, that's even more difficult to try to think that they would implement hardware backwards compatibility. You know, that's even tougher to see than than. Uh, software yeah i mean i could see it existing as some sort of like connection kit like you get a cable and you can import stuff but as far as like just popping it in and you're good to go like you know when you when you move between like software between that like you always have to reformat like you know like there's like like, when you're when it's that kind of custom tailored and proprietary like that you you have to format either way Mm -hmm. so like recovery is not simple in that case and it probably cost prohibitive so yeah yep tim says I remember hearing of a new South Park game when you played as, where you played as a kid, a new kid in South Park fighting to save the town against old and new bad guys from the franchise. Tenement's Revenge doesn't sound like that game from your review. <laughs> Any news no. on that game? So the RPG from THQ, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is Obsidian, Obsidian yeah. develops. Uh, yeah. yeah, those also are two is, totally different games. <laughs> also, is Tenement's Revenge cross-platform or XBLA exclusive? I can answer that right now. No. It's XBLA exclusive. Mm. Um, but, yeah, going back to the Obsidian um, game, yeah, it's a completely different game. That one was going to be a, uh, a retail game. Mm-hmm. Um, is or was? Is. Oh, is. oh I think it yeah. was. I was like, I, I think I did say it. I mean, THQ was. and Obsidian just got slammed with layoffs. So. Yeah. yeah, they're both. But, I mean, that game still exists. It's too big of a game to ignore, yeah. really. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, yeah. That game's going to do huge fucking bank for them, too. Like, yeah. they're going to make so much money off South Park. Hopefully. Hopefully it, it saves both of them from i mean unless it sucks yeah unless it sucks of course yeah but yeah it's a completely different game um we're still trying to get more info on it it's kind of under the radar now i mean there's a big reveal a few months ago on it um how much how much do you know about it no nothing just what do we even have like a range like q4 2012 or anything like that i don't think so weird i think it was just the reveal was hey look at this thing that exists and then that was it Mm. yeah they went dark it looks just like south park yep (laughs) But yeah, uh, rest assured, that's a completely different game. So, and and as far as Tenderman's Revenge goes, it's I thought it was fairly decent. Um, you know, if if you're a huge South Park fan, which it sounds like you are, um, you know, it's definitely worth the fan service. It's not it, it. There's a lot of like references to kind of the newer episodes of the show, like the the PP Land one or whatever, where the one where all the pissing in the pool. Um, That's even newer the than I've seen. Yeah. I'm like two years behind. Yeah, and the uh, the the episode where, you know, hamsters take over and they end up going to South America to do something. And it's it's show, really hard dude. to explain. Yeah, there's <laughs> so much crazy canon for that show. At this A point. lot of stuff happening yeah. now in the show. Yeah. But so if you're if you like that kind of stuff, you'll you'll get a kick 
out of Tenderman's Revenge, you'll get a chuckle. Gameplay I wasn't so hot on. There was a lot wrong with it. Um, a lot of like stupid issues with that game that I I just didn't get. I heard there were a lot of problems with like the the multiplayer mechanic where like you absolutely required a character to access certain things yep. and progress, and if they died, they were out. Like you can't get them back. So yeah, like, exactly. you can't finish if they if your if your friend dies. Exactly, like, and and the the whole mechanic <laughs> is based around collecting these time cores that are all around, and you get to a point where that's the only way that you can unlock stages to go on is if you collect all these time cores, mm. but. Like you were saying, you know, there are sections of, there are entire levels and sections where you'll just have to have a certain character to access these time cores. And if you don't have that character, if you're not playing as that character from the very start of that stage, and the stages are pretty long. I mean, you'll you'll spend a decent amount of time in each of these stages before you get to another checkpoint where it'll actually save your game and allow you to exit out and select a new stage. Um, But yeah... if you don't have enough time cores, you have to go back and replay levels yeah. as different kids That's just to get them. It's Yeah, no thanks. It was very frustrating and, and pretty annoying. Um, but that said, if if you're a South Park fan and you just want to see Mr. Hanky and ride around in a train made out of shit, then, <laughs> then yeah, go ahead. Play it. Uh, Definitely try the trial version before you make any sort of rash decision. To it. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Quick little bit. I forgot uh, the mm-hmm. Battlefield patch came for 360 today or yesterday. Is that the one that oh, fixes right. it from being totally broken? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and <Good>. offers the <laughs> rent a server only Great. six months later. Uh, Tina and her husband and I tried to like rent a server, and they're all full. So, oh good, good oh, luck man. with that. Pretty <laughs> successful so far, then. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a chance to download and try, but apparently like a lot of fixes there. So you I'm excited know, for that. You guys play on 360? What as opposed mm-hmm. to PC? Yeah. Oh yeah, I play both. But okay. I, I prefer 360 just because I'm like more casual when I get home. I just yeah. want to chill. I just didn't get a 360 copy. Mm. Bought it on PC because I was it. like, I built a rig and now I can run this thing. You should get it. We play pretty regularly. So, Anyways, yeah, cool. that's that's a personal discussion we yep. can take <laughs> offline. Let's like, continue talking about I'm sure the guys at home just want to listen to Tell me what talk. else you're playing, Scott. Oh, yeah, let's, let's swap gamer tags. <laughs> <laughs> and and that went, that uh, that's the patch that went live on... Uh, PS3 and PC last week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so now cool. it's finally available. It's like a gig, so prepare for that long download time. Yay, um, excellent. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Cool. Awesome. Anthony says, I'm sure I know the answer to this, but I just want to confirm. Is Star Wars 360 available only in bundle form with Kinect? I want a 360 since I don't have one, but I don't care for Kinect. Hoping I can get the system for cheaper. Dude, this is probably the biggest dilemma in my life right now. I would also like to know the answer to this question because so, I want that. I want that R two D two three sixty, but I don't want I, another Connect. Never mind the one I have. I have oh. an answer for you though. Um, the bundle only includes Connect because it's a marketing bundle made yep. to sell Connect Star Wars. Made to sell that yeah. piece so of the, game. You you can't really have one without the other. Unfortunately, that oh. said, you can take your Connect and the copy of Connect Star Wars into any Best Buy. Or GameStop and just trade that shit in. Yeah. They'll give you some money and you'll get a little it'll something s- back. It'll soften the blow. Or you it can always go blow. like the CDR route and go Craigslist and hope to not get stabbed <laughs> yep. in an alley. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, the number of SKUs that actually include Connect these days is kind of upsetting. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, obviously, it's all of them. Yeah, we have the baseline arcade one, which is like the cheapest one. It's just like you get nothing and yep. the controller. But like, mm-hmm. um, then like every like premium model includes Connect. Like, it's just their way of getting Connect into homes and mm-hmm. hopefully getting yep. users out of it. But so they can say they made like, oh, we sold forty million Connects last year, and they were bundled in. Yeah, <clears throat> people didn't have a choice. But yeah, yeah I mean. If you if you want that system that badly, there are certainly ways to yeah. to get rid of the Connect and the and the Connect Star Wars because if you don't have Connect, then what the hell do you need that for anyway? Yeah, it would be more expensive for you to find the console by itself. Than, probably, yeah. Yeah, people would probably be mm-hmm. selling that on eBay for like you know ridiculous amounts. <laughs> that said, if you want an R two D two Connect device, I'm pretty sure those are going to be all over eBay <laughs> and fucking yeah. yep. Craigslist for like forty bucks. Just yeah. fucking take it. Just get it out of my house. Fuck well, it. and I just love that you know they had the arcade bundle that was like you know just a pure white one. Uh-huh. They basically just took the Star Wars one, took off the blue shit, changed <laughs> the sound, and we're like, okay, well here's a new model. Yeah, here <laughs> like, you go. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Business. <laughs> and Mike says, hope you guys are having a good show today. Looking forward to hearing it. Well, you are currently It is a good show it. today. How is that we for We are having for a great meta? show. Time travel. This Wednesday night and Saturday, a few of us from the Unlocked Facebook group are going to meet up a couple times, or meet up for a couple of games online. Uh, welcome to join us and invite any, any other fans of the show and check, us, and check out our Facebook event page. So, you hear that. Um, you're, if you're listening to the podcast right now, uh, tonight, Wednesday night, perhaps now, perhaps now, this moment. even, um, the, uh, podcast unlocked Facebook group is going to be meeting up online and playing games. Um, definitely check out the page. There's going to be a link on the podcast unlocked page where this podcast is currently posted. Um, if you downloaded the podcast off of iTunes, um, please, it's, it's probably Thursday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably Thursday. So you may have missed it, but there's yeah. also a Saturday one. Yep. Um, yep. so if you miss it tonight, um, Wednesday night, I guess I should say, yep. depending on when you're listening to this podcast, uh, definitely uh, hit up the Facebook group and find out what's going on <laughs> on Saturday. This is all for celebration for our f- year, year not 50. <laughs> already have uh, yeah. For our wonderful year of being a podcast. That Facebook group yeah. is kind of awesome because there are they people are. just like like 10 guys in there at any time just like mm-hmm. in the group chat just hanging out. It's awesome, so, yeah. They'll they'll tell you like what's going on moment to moment what they're playing where you can find them definitely all that nonsense that's why podcast unlock fans are amazing all right so that said let's move on to some MBKs my books my books I'm excited my books all right this one's a little a little esoteric but good luck uh, Mike says uh, Bruce Springsteen Biffy Clyro or the Gaslight Anthem these are three bands these are actually three the of fuck? Mike's favorite bands or performers i guess because bruce springsteen is so wait bruce springsteen who biffy clyro i don't know what that is <laughs> and <laughs> is that what the youths are listening to these days <laughs> That's what the kids are listening to and the gaslight anthem you're looking which at one, me like which you one want, sounds you better so i've decided that um this mbk sucks sorry mike because uh, i don't know who any of these people are you know who bruce springsteen is no no? What? No. I mean, I'm trolling you right now. Who Bruce Springsteen is. You troll. Um, so I decided to, to rewrite this MBK. So, okay, what do you got? Um, uh, Biffy Clyro is now Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. And that's my Mary. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen is now Bruce Willis, who's my boff. Okay. And the Gaslight Anthem is the Canadian National Anthem, which I'm killing. Really? Oh, Canada. Traitor. Oh, Canada. Are you kidding me? Buffy Summers. Bruce Willis. 
<laughs> Canadian. You're, you're really missing the object of this. I know. Of this cha- this task. It's supposed to be challenging. I like the way you work, Mitch. I so challenged do, the challenge. I'm going to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> Bruce Willis. No. <laughs> Bruce. Bruce Banner. Okay. Tear that ass. From, oh. uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna boff him because that's hotness. Uh, Biffy Clyro is Biff Tannen from uh, Back to the Future. <laughs> is that your Mary? Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna marry him because you know he's 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 a lover and yeah. a fighter. Okay. And Gaslight Anthem. I'm gonna say. Um, yeah. Let's make that an actual Gaslight. <laughs> I don't need that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna like, I, I hate when my Gaslight turns on in my car. Tool. No, 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 like the, the well, I mean the, the gas gauge. Oh, you mean like like your, the, the fuel gauge in my car, okay. when it when that light comes on, I, oh, I like hate your, it and I get pissed off. pilot light. Yeah, I got I to gotta buy gas and fuck yeah. you. So. Scott? Uh, let me see the list again. Yeah. I got to see these names <laughs> so I can make a visual. Well, I already crossed a bunch of shit out. Oh, good, but... thanks. Um, so I'm going to keep Bruce Springsteen on there because I actually know who that is. So. Uh, You're born I, to run. Uh, born I would uh, well. probably marry him. He seems like an insightful kind of dude. Um, old and rich score <laughs> yeah that's true uh cliffy i see the the, the biffy biffy chiro oh and i immediately just assumed that he was talking about cliffy b when i first heard it <laughs> well, so, so i'm going to uh awesome boff cliffy b okay because he's muscular and he looks like he could hold me after um <laughs> and then the gaslight anthem i don't even know what to make a parallel there um you could just I, kill that. I think I'll, yeah, I'll just kill the Canadian uh, National Anthem with you. <laughs> mm, good. Yeah. A fine choice. There you yeah. go. Good MBK. Yeah. No, nothing, uh, no slight against your choice of music, Mike. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and buff your your choices. <laughs> because you, you have very yeah. eclectic tastes. That yeah, I don't know any of these people. Probably, yeah, no, no, probably yeah. much cooler than anyone in this room. Yeah. 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 It's, this is actually is... irrefutable proof that you're cooler than all of us. <laughs> I've been listening to exactly. Silent Hill music on Spotify, so I can't really... <laughs> Uh, so I've recently discovered um, this, like I think I, this this group in uh, Los Angeles that specializes in trailer music. So all these awesome trailers that you hear the music to, you're like, "Fuck, this gets me jet, like jacked up. I'm ready mm-hmm. to like do stuff." Uh, it's called Two Steps from Hell. It's like this this production company, and they release their songs on iTunes. So like the trailer from the Mass Effect Two, or the song from the Mass Effect Two trailer. Um, like Star Trek, that game, the movie from like 2011 or whatever, 10 or whatever it was. Yeah, that one. Um, like all that awesome trailer music is downloadable, so I just write to that. Mm-hmm. So I, um, that is that is my nice. music. That's how nerdy I am, I guess, at the at the moment. So it sounds like you get pretty amped when you're writing shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Yeah, man, this is gonna dun, be the dun, best dun, dun, ever. That's why every tech article ends with "fuck yeah," <laughs> <laughs> and blah is the, is the start to it. Yeah. <laughs> Blah! Apple today announced. Derailing. Awesome. I love it. It's great. Ignacio says, Peach, Daisy, and Zelda. Now, when we got this email from Ignacio, he did give us some shit. He flipped us some shit for what we've said about buffing, buffing being. Sure. As being, you know, a bit too late. Yeah. yeah, we say it's Kayla oh, did email. Steak dinners. Yeah, okay. He got pretty pissed off about that. He said that we should be you right. Know, you take your wife out explicit. for a nice steak dinner, not someone yeah. you boff. You boff yeah. and forget. You take them to a yeah. seedy back alley. Right. Okay. Yeah. So which of which of these fine Nintendo ladies would we do? So it was Zelda. Bad things. Peach and Daisy. Peach and Daisy. Which one's Daisy from? Daisy is the brunette with the yellow dress. 
Um, that's who I'm going to marry because she's the only one who uh, doesn't get herself in trouble every four seconds. From she the, seems like a reliable, nice lady. The Mario franchise? Yeah. Oh. She was the one in Super Mario Land. Yes. I'm awful with Nintendo stuff. Dude. She was on the, on the plane she's, at the end. Yes. Uh, well, I like Daisy's Brunette, in so I'm going to go with Mary there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. And these other two are just problem problem childs, children's, <laughs> problem makers. Problem children's. Um, oh, killed Daisy. Just a bitch. She keeps getting caught. <laughs> uh, and you then, mean Peach? <laughs> or, yeah. What did I say? Daisy is the good one. Oh, I Who said, doesn't get I thought captured. I said Peach. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so Peach. Kill her. Yeah. Um, and then Zelda the other, at least can fend for herself Yeah, she's got sometimes. magics and stuff, so yep. I'll go on a date with her. Yep. 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 That sheet costume. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm gonna marry Zelda, um, boff Daisy, mm-hmm. and kill Peach. Sorry, Peach. Everyone hates. Not Peach. really. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Although she Fend did have for a really yourself, awesome. God damn it. <laughs> she did have a really awesome DS game. She did. Yeah, that was a good game. Well, she also kicks ass in uh, Smash Brothers. Doesn't that she? doesn't count. No, and Super Mario Brothers in? too. She could do yeah. that floaty jump thing. Yeah. So could Luigi. Buy a handgun or something. Luigi could not. Luigi kicked his feet and hovered using his feet. His feet, Steven. He didn't Luigi's need... Luigi's jumping sucked ass. You can take that to the bank. He Ugh. went straight up. He was too slow. You can navigate him. Peach was a superior jumper. Sorry, I just, need, I just need to make a note on this paper that says Steven is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what he's writing right now. I can see it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Talal says, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, or Kill Bill? Tarantino. Um, so in that order, Mary Buff Kill, Mary Reservoir Dogs, Buff Pulp Fiction, and Kill Kill Bill, because that movie's awful. Really? Wow. Yeah. That those are strong. Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna marry Kill Bill. What? I love it. Yep. Watch really? me. Really? Watch me. You're you're gonna be in attendance at that wedding. Ugh. Uh, Buff I'll, I'll be the one going. I object. Don't do it, Stephen. She <laughs> doesn't even do love it. you. You're gonna be like Dustin Hoffman in The Graduate. Um, that was a deep cut of a reference. Not really, really. Do people reference The Graduate regularly? I do. I, shit, I suck. It's wholesome not, humor. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm going to buff right. Reservoir Dogs, and I got to say, I'm going to be controversial here and kill Pulp Fiction. It's it's a good movie. I just think it's a little overrated. All right, uh, I'm going to marry Pulp Fiction because it has kept me happy for years. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna boff uh, Kill Bill just because it's young and exciting, um, and kill uh, Reservoir Dogs just because it's oh, it's, it's it's why it's the old. Reservoir Dogs hate. I don't hate it. I love because you're Reservoir putting Dogs. me in a, in a confined space here. I gotta claw my way out. <laughs> kill Bill will... and Res Dogs are like my two favorite Tarantinos, and Pulp Fiction is uh, not a distant third, but you can still see it in your rearview mirror, yeah. but. Royale with cheese, man. I really like Pulp Fiction, but Inglorious Bastards is better. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Travis says, Just Cause 2, Crackdown 1, and Saints Row 2. In man, another crack... Or another uh, Just Cause. Yeah, man. The, the game comes up a lot because it's fucking amazing. Mary. Just Cause 1 or 2? Two? 2. Okay. You'd kill Saints Row 2? Sadly, yeah. I, oh. When it comes to these... I just said ca- Saints Row 1. Oh. Crackdown one, Crackdown one. Ah, yes. Um, and I just I had such an amazing experience with Crackdown one that I got to keep it around, mm. at least for a little loving on the side. Interesting. I would uh, marry Saints Row two, uh, boff Crackdown one, and kill Just Cause two. Just Cause two was good, but 
I don't think it's as good as uh, the other two on this Dude. list. That, that you could steal a military jet and then surf on it. I know. Amazing. I did that quite a few times. So but good. Yeah. It's, I don't know. All right. That's fair. Uh, That's fair. I would marry uh, Crackdown 1 uh, mm-hmm. because it's it was one of my favorite games at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and still mm-hmm. is. Um, I would uh, boff uh, Saints Row 2 just because it seems like a, a fun time uh, and it's really dirty. Um, <laughs> and there seems to be a trend here in my choices. Yeah. Um, and then I would kill Just Cause too because the game bored the shit out of me. Hmm. Navigating that game was some shit. Yeah, I'd like to spend six hours traveling to the other island, please. Yep. <laughs> Hang on, let's let me get in this jeep and drive nine yeah. actual kilometers. Such amazing, like That's momentary. Like oh my god, this is awesome moments. But then, like, filled, like, separated by tons and tons of traveling. Yep. Indeed. All right, guys, that does it for MBKs and questions and answers. If you have any more questions for us or you just want to shoot the shit, send us a message at unlocked at IGN.com. Remember to keep your messages short and sweet so we can try to get to them on the podcast. Conversely, you can hit us all up on Twitter at Podcast Unlocked, at IGN, at Scott Lowe, at Mitchie D, and myself at Steven underscore Hopper. And, guys, our meta achievement for today is... What do you got, Mitch? You've been out of town, so you, you uh, got dude. You know my, the rules. My brain is fried. Um, oh God! Something Give us one aliens inspired related. Where you came from? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um, tell me about your. This is relevant to a piece that's going up tomorrow on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I said tomorrow, like very Canadian. Um, <laughs> to a piece sure that's did. Oh, well, sorry, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> that was my mistake. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, tell me about or all of us for your meta achievement. Tell us about your favorite. Just quirky off the wall aliens scene. Yeah. Something like not them. action. Aliens or aliens? Aliens. So you gotta specify, man. I'm gonna confuse this whole aliens. time. Aliens. Alien two. Okay. Yes. The, the Cameron Dose. vehicle. Yeah. Any any weird moment between characters. Not like game over, man. Game over. That shit doesn't count. I want stuff that nobody references. Oh, esoteric. It's yeah, man. Deep, man. It's a bug hunt. Yep. Yep. Alright. Yeah, happy anniversary! Fifty two weeks. This show's Yay. more than a year old. How uh wait, one thing. How uh, how many points do they get? Oh, man, I don't know. Um, it's worth 15. You Let's know say what, 15. The, they're probably going to have to go back and watch Aliens, which you should, because the movie's goddamn perfect. Mm-hmm. 20. 20? Okay. 20. There wow. you go. 20 points. It's worth 20 points. And as Mitch was saying, um, this is our 52nd podcast. That makes us uh, a year old. Um, although we've skipped weeks and are probably yep. older than yeah, this. Yeah, it's, it's not a science. This show is actually like 14 months old. That's true. <laughs> but if we are if we were doing our podcast correctly, we yeah. would be at... Yeah, if we were we'd reliable be a today. We're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to us for the past year. Um, and we look forward to giving you 52,000 more podcasts. That's a lot. That is a lot of podcasts. That's quite the commitment. If we're, I don't think I can if, We're that. looking forward to it. I didn't say we were going to oh, do okay, it. Okay, okay. If, I mean, this, <laughs> if this podcast is not at 104, is that math? What? 52 more episodes? <laughs> is that math? <laughs> at, at I thought that was your question. I think they call it a tank <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> if we're not at 104 episodes in exactly 52 weeks, Stephen will eat a shoe. That's not true. It is. I will. It's I, in writing. Stephen, I'm gonna make another note right below. Stephen is an asshole. Stephen <laughs> will notarized. Eat issue. Okay. Okay. Duly noted. Um, I will. I will take that into consideration. 
and we'll see if I'm actually going to eat a shoe or not. All right, guys, thanks for being on the podcast, and thank yeah. you very much, listeners, for listening to us. And uh, be sure to hit up the Facebook group and see the activities that are going Video on tonight. Video games. Video games and fun. Good. All right, we'll see you guys. Love you. Bye. Bleep bloop. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.